Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special episode of The Chilling Coven. Today we're going to talk about chapter 11, which is out weird. of order, because we're out of order, but we're talking about the Christmas special that The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina put out, and we are very excited to talk about it. Yeah, I can't wait here. Yeah. What do you guys think of it? I like it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. I thought uh, it was super good. What were your thoughts about the opening credits being different? Did you guys notice that or no? I skipped it. You skipped the credits? I what? I, I skipped the intro. I skipped the intro, yeah. To, to be fair... Oh my god! To be fair, I watched it at about one thirty in the morning this year. Oh, okay. This well, year. this year, yeah. So. <laughs> Give you an idea how tired I am. It was about one thirty. Oh, okay. So it was it was late. I saw you on Netflix late. Yeah. Oh, well, if I you was... open up uh, if you open up yours, you just saw me on there late too. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, so this episode is called "The Midwinter's Tale," mm-hmm. and it was actually written by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa and Donna Thorland. And Donna Thorland, she has done the episodes of Salem and Tron mm-hmm. Uprising, um, The Good Witch. So, yeah. So, so she's done all Into that. the witchcraft <laughs> writing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, and the, this episode was directed by Jeff Woolnuff. Now, he's done episodes of, like, Vikings, The Expanse, Jack, Taken, Riverdale... Uh, cloak and dagger and and so on and so on but uh i thought the directing in this episode was really good and i thought the writing in this episode was phenomenal i thought it was a lot of fun i I thought it was a really cool it was really cool really fun episode going the way that we've been going i i know i've talked to you a little bit about it i've just seen like the writing become so good the way that we've been going like it's been it's been interesting to do it but now getting to the point now where we want to release the solstice episode before christmas right and then having being essentially forced to go through and record all these and not release them but still be able to release this one in time yeah because we're four days away from christmas we want to record it before christmas yeah and i'm the only one who i i've only watched up to episode eight and these guys actually watch the complete series now, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Like you're all caught up all with caught everything. Up. Yeah. I'm I'm the bit, I'm the one slacking by like three episodes. The only reason I gave the AOK on it is because when we thought of doing this, we had no idea that this Christmas special was even going to be a thing. So yeah, this I, this I didn't even know about it. This yeah. threw us for a curve. Yeah. Right. So we had to kinda try to um adapt mid midway through just to figure out how to bring this to you because let's be honest i don't want to see anything christmas three weeks after no yeah no. so yeah I no i i, I uh, no it's, it's like listening to christmas music like uh, two weeks later like january 14th you're like please stop this yeah well guys some people like halloween music still and i don't know who i'm talking about but what <laughs> he's sitting in this room <laughs> This guy right here. No, but I was going to say, the opening credits are different, because we actually get to see Aunt Zelda and Hilda 
and Sabrina in their comic book form. So it's the first time you get to see those two. And they're watching Santa Claus, like, like in his sleigh, take oh, off. Oh, okay. Where cool. normally Sabrina is, like, just chilling out by her TV. Mm-hmm. So they, like, insert that little, like, the old comic look. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, of the characters. So it's pretty neat. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to watch that, rewatch that again. Yeah. See, see guys? See what you missed? Yeah, well, I, I definitely... <laughs> I missed more, but, I mean, yeah. I missed, missed, two missed two episodes, but... <laughs> we could spoil those two on you. Well, I, I think I spoiled myself a little bit, because there's, like, some things that I'm like, I don't understand where this baby came from. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, others... But then they kind of explain it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, you know, you know what happens to that baby, so... Right. Yeah. Well, let's just go into it here. So it starts the week before Christmas, and we actually have a little bit of a flashback. So Hilda and Mr. Putnam are talking about the McConklin boy that has gone missing, mm-hmm. right? which we have no idea what that is. Yeah. Right? They haven't... That's the first time we've heard of that. Yeah. Um, and a young Susie and Sabrina sit on Santa's lap. Yeah. Sabrina seems to be a little bit depressed because her mom isn't there. Right. Yeah, it it shows them as like being friends for, since they were young kids, like they. And actually, the the photograph that they have taken seems to be put on the mantle. Um, it's actually on the Christmas tree. Oh. She puts it on the well. She says right. Christmas tree, and Zelda gets mad and says, "Stop it's calling the it that." Tree. It's yeah. the Yule tree. Yule tree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yule log. <laughs> So Ambrose is discussing with Zelda here essentially how to keep the baby's identity a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabrina wishes she could spend one more solstice with her parents. So nothing really has changed. She still yeah. feels that way. Yeah. Um, and they, they talk about the Yule Log, which is for protection. Uh, Ambrose and Sabrina are discussing Harvey. Yeah. And Sabrina says she's keeping her distance and Ambrose suggests possibly doing the opposite. Right. Um, so they they kind of have a little discussion about that. Yeah. And then Sabrina actually says that she saw her mom in limbo. And mm-hmm. Sabrina actually, for the first time, I believe, raises the idea of a possible seance. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, she's like, yeah, I'm thinking of maybe you doing a seance. And Ambrose is like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we just to light that Yule log to keep the evil spirits out. And Sabrina's like, <laughs> and my mom's not evil. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, it was really funny. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not saying that. But, you know, <laughs> right. You know. uh, then we have a scene with Miss Wardwell, and she's questioning why the Dark Lord is forsaking her. Uh, she asks for a sign, like, give me a sign, and sure enough, Sabrina just walks right in. Right. Miss <laughs> uh, Wardwell? <laughs> Sabrina asks essentially again to borrow the Book of the Dead though she didn't borrow it the first time she stole it yeah. right um, yeah. and Miss Wardwell immediately is recognizing oh well if you're going to you know we just got you to sign this book yeah. spoiler alert mm-hmm. didn't see it but it's there um, oh she signed well you could kind of well, if yeah, you yeah. listen no, to it you saw I it later that on because yeah. Wardwell like, actually says I got her to sign the book and she's like, I don't understand. What else yeah. you want me to do? Give me a sign. But Miss Wardwell knows yeah. that it's probably going to be a mistake, so she plans to stop it. Uh, Sabrina then asks some of her human friends, Roz and Susie, 
if they would want to help with the seance, and they essentially make up excuses. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, then you find out Susie is playing Santa's helper, which is her dream job. Yeah. And, and trust me, she's going to love it. <laughs> She'll always want to do it again. Yeah. Um, she sees Harvey. Harvey essentially tells Sabrina that his dad's, like, hardcore drinking now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, since whatnot had happened to Tommy. Right. Um, Sabrina gives Harvey a Christmas gift, which is never dull pencils, essentially, like the tips. Yeah, colored pencils. Yeah, yeah. colored pencils. And it's obviously because he's a really good artist. Right. And Harvey asks if if they are magic, but he seems to be okay with it. Yeah. At that point. At at first. At first he seems to be okay with it. I think he's reluctant. Well, yeah, he he plays it off really well. I think he is, yeah. Yeah, I think at first he's like... I think he wants it He wants it to work out, but I think the recent revelation of her being a witch, I think, is a little bit too much for him to mm, take. Plus, yeah. now he has to wrestle with his own side of the family, too, being witch hunters. Mm. Well, yeah, I would say that is probably a factor, right? But I think the biggest one is the fact that she brought Tommy back i think it might have something to do with the fact that he's the one that ended tommy too so yeah and i think that i mean that to do that to harvey that's that's not good you know what i mean she's she's i'm team sabrina on this because she she was really trying to do a good thing and she was and she means well she means well. and she and for her that wasn't supposed to happen to tommy so she's trying to undo something that witches did to him. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And Tommy was a good guy, like, that we yeah, know of. We right. don't know of anything else other than Tommy, other than he was, like, a really good, upstanding guy. Right. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that's what... Sabrina's intentions were good. Yeah. And I think everyone told her it was a mistake to do it. Mm-hmm. But she went ahead and did it anyways. Did it anyway. And the repercussions are now yeah. costing her yeah. the relationship that she... Yeah. I mean, well, she cares about Harvey, so... Yeah. yeah. But sure. anyways, yeah. go on. I'm sorry. Um, Sabrina <laughs> asked the three weird sisters to help with their seance, which I, I kind of am enjoying... Prudence? Pru- well, all of them. Yeah. That, that they're all friendly now with one another. Yeah. And it's interesting to see smiles on their faces. Like, that's like... Yeah. I, I never really got to see too much smiles on the three weird sisters' faces. Yeah. No, um, Prudence is great. And I'm happy that they didn't split. Like, there doesn't seem to be any sort of jealousy or anything yeah. like that. Because I thought that that was going was gonna to kind of lead into. So I'm happy that I was wrong on that. Um, essentially, Roz sees Susie in costume. And it looks like she has a vision with her cunning. We don't get to see it. Yeah, when like she's we have walking with the other away. Ones. Yeah, it's just a really yeah, weird Yeah, she look. explains it later Yeah, in the episode, she explains it later. But, because uh, they, they do that in episode eight, where she picks up, like, the helmet. Yeah. And she's like, ah. Oh. Like, she makes a face, and yeah. we don't see her vision until she explains it later to Sabrina. Yeah. So it's, like, a very similar situation where mm-hmm. she explains it again, yeah. and what happens, and then that's when we see it. Yeah. Uh, Susie's cleaning up at the end of her, her <laughs> shift, I guess, and uh, Mr. Bartell, which is playing Santa Claus, kidnaps her. But, of course, we'll get into that a little bit later of, <laughs> of right. what Mr. Bartell is. Right. Um, 
Miss Wardwell uh, is going through with her plots. And it uh, looks like she has like a gingerbread house of the Spellman. Like the Spellman house. That's correct. And she dumps water down the, the chimney and it puts out the Yule log. So she's trying to oh, obviously... Oh, she puts it out. Okay. I'm yeah. Saying, I'm thinking some... I was wondering who put it out. What? Yeah, no. What, what yeah. did you get about that whole scene where she took the water and was just like yeah, she's pouring it in the yeah. chimney, and then yeah. it cuts to the the house like the Spellman mortuary? Yeah, yeah. And you see the fire. She's the one that. Yeah. What did you think it was Sabrina? Yeah, I thought it was Sabrina. No, well, I mean I could see that though because she's doing the seance, and maybe the seance can blow it out. I mean, yeah, but I like no, but I could see what it was was Wardwell. It was Wardwell doing yeah. the water. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But that's that's what put up puts out the Yule log. Yeah. It's kind of like a part of her magic. Yeah. Um. So Sabrina and the three weird sisters start the séance. Uh, Sabrina is asking her mom essentially how how um, she died. Yeah. And the mom responds with the flight of the crash, like what the flight of the crash number was. Right. Um. Sabrina's mom's actually appears. Uh, Sabrina asks her why she's in limbo, and she just says, like, something like, safe. But other spirits start to interfere, and we hear some kind of, like, laughter from children. Yeah. They appear to come down the chimney. Right. Um, (laughs) Zelda barges in and sees Diana, which I think is kind of an interesting scene, because she looks, like, shocked. She's like, She's like, she's like, Diana. Yeah. She's, like, super shocked by it. It almost, it's almost haunting for her to see yeah. her. You know what I mean? Like she in that dress too. Yes, uh, yes, in the wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And when she sees her, she is so taken back by the sight of Diana that she's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or what am I saying? As she would say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." And it, it, it was just like I, I just like the look here. Miranda Otto was great. Oh, um, she is. She is yeah. So then it's December 31st. Or 21st. 21st, yeah. I can't yeah, read 20, my own 20. handwriting. <laughs> it's New Year's. <laughs> How do we skip ahead to New Year's? We don't know what's going on. Uh, we New start Year's. this scene anyway with Z- uh, Zelda and Sabrina. They're still arguing about the Yule log. And then Zelda's just like, all right, fine, I believe you. Um, Hilda says that Zelda essentially was cold to Sabrina's mother. Mm-hmm. And yeah. although she's never said it, She's regretful about how it left off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. And I could see that. Like, I feel like Zelda has a very cold personality. Mm-hmm. And the best example of this is when she's having that nightmare from Batabat. Mm-hmm. And she kills Hilda. And she's so full of remorse that she's literally sobbing and having a hard time just getting up. So, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. she... She does, I, I feel like she's very cold to people, and that's probably the best example that we've seen, like the most insight that we've seen on the character, mm-hmm. but I, that makes so much sense that yeah. to Diana, she was probably so cold, oh, she's just a mortal, married to my wonderful brother who is the high priest of the church, yeah. the coven, you know, and they probably oh, she's just a mortal, mm-hmm. ugh. You know, and and then I feel like you're wondering about on on Diana, like how right. Diana pictures, right? Like yeah. how she interprets all of that too. Yeah. Um, but there's there's so many like I love Zelda. Zelda, see, Zelda literally is all about the family. 
like a hundred percent. She's all about the family. She's the leader of the family. And Diana gave her the best gift of all, which is Sabrina. Which is Sabrina, yeah. Because she loves Sabrina more than anything. Which we find out is the reason why she is in Limbo. Um, Why she's in that little realm there. Um, Anyway, Sabrina takes enchanted eggnog to Harvey's father to make him stop drinking. Yeah, Harvey's like, Harvey's like, why you giving my dad more alcohol? And she's like, it's just eggnog. Like, he thinks that she's giving him more alcohol. I think a part of him knows, I think already, even beforehand. Somehow. Yeah, because if you look at, like, the way Ross Lynch does his his look towards him, it's just kind of like, like, uh. Yeah, something's going on. Yeah. 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 And I think that's part of it too is I don't think he really trusts Sabrina. No, yeah. To not do what she's been doing mm-hmm. to meddle. And the thing is is I think he knows that if she wanted, he wouldn't even know. But she wasn't really good at that one spell where she told him that she was a witch because he always knew it in the back of his head. Yeah, he's right? like I remember you telling me that and she's like, "Yeah, I told you before, but I made you forget it." So he always remembered her saying that. Right. And I mean, like, to do that to someone, to erase that memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, how can you feel comfortable around a person? Yeah. Because what else can she do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if she's willing like, to do that, then... Yeah. Right. I, and I mean, I'm her not, like, anti-Sabrina. I'm not, like, her anti... Her power is limitless. Right. If you think about it, she just rose somebody up from the dead. Yeah. Right. Right. What didn't come back in her favor, but... Right. But, like, you have to understand, like, I, I, I'm i not, like, anti-Sabrina by any means, but, like, looking from his perspective, because yeah. I don't know if, like, people hate on Harvey because he's being a little cold to Sabrina. They do. But it, it does make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. They do. They hate on Harvey for that. I, yeah, and I, I, I think that's not fair they're all because... Nick Scratch because of that. Oh, I, really? I, I, he's I, the devil, guys! He's I, the devil! I, Don't I, be for Nick Scratch! I could see both sides. I could see her side, and then right. I could see his side. Oh, no, I I see... No, that's the thing. I can see... She cares about Harvey a lot, and she's yeah. trying to do everything she can, but, like, she doesn't have to use magic to impress no. him. No. Or she never fix his to. life. Yeah. She never had to, yeah. but she keeps doing it. Yeah. Because it's almost like a crutch, you know what I mean? Like, and she well, she wants things to be perfect with Harvey, and like I don't want to like go too crazy into it, but I could see where Harvey is like, man, if she could erase my memory and bring back my brother from the dead and yeah. do this and that, like I don't feel comfortable around her because how do I know she won't erase my memory of for doing this or control yeah. me to do something that I don't want to do? I just think Harvey's. How do I know if I'm really in love with her or if this is just. I just think he's still really shell shocked from everything that went on with Tommy. And um, I I, I think he's okay with the certain elements of it because his dad was kind of always an ass to him. Oh, Oh, for sure. So I think he's okay with certain (laughs) elements. I think it's just everything. Will he come around? I, I feel like he will. I feel like he's going to come around, but I have a feeling that it might be a little too late. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling that Nick is going to be, like, all on that. I oh, think so. I mean... 100%. He's going to be pursuing well, Sabrina. We'll talk about the season two teaser coming up. So. Are oh, we? I didn't watch it. 
Well, we, when we watch it, we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, I think I know what scene you're talking about. I, cause I didn't watch it because, I didn't, obviously, I didn't. I didn't either, but I saw. So yeah. this is the problem with having this Twitter page, is things come across my feed, yeah. and there's like a thing that I think I have an idea of what yeah. you're talking <laughs> about. But anyway. Um, anyway, Susie's, fi- or Susie's father finds out that Susie is missing, uh, and he finds out that She's he calls. He, not call, with he Roz. calls Roz. Yeah, and she's like, she, she's not at my house. And right. she's like, oh, she never came home last night. And he's like, no. Nah. And then you find out Susie's been kidnapped by some evil entity that looks like the Kmart version of the Jin in Wishmaster. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, no, it's no, it weird does. Looking, it, it, it looks like Jeepers Creepers, like the mm-hmm. creeper mixed with. It looks like the, the Wishmaster to me. Yeah, like yeah. I, I was like, I, if that was Andrew Devoff under that, I would have marked right oh out. Oh my god, that would have been, been so cool. Been like, do your Andrew Devoff. Okay, it's pretty good. I don't know. I've never done it. You've done good? it before. Like you would just joke around. Your wishes. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I don't know. I could probably do better. <laughs> I, I uh, quick side story. So I met Andrew Devoff, and I had him call Chris's phone. I was like, oh, can you leave a message for my friend Chris? Because he's a huge fan. So at the house, the Spellmans are being haunted. Uh, first, Ambrose is, is getting haunted here. Um, yeah. He keeps seeing his embalming corpse staring at him. Uh, and then you, you hear, like, these children that are laughing. Um, Hilda's roller and knives keep disappearing and then reappearing. And the children are laughing. Zelda's sewing machine just starts going nuts, and it actually is like, oh, yeah, we have the baby, and then, like, the baby disappears. Right. Um, they and they do eventually find her, and then... <laughs> what? And... No, keep going. <laughs> oh. Um, Hilda says it's the Yule Lads. Yule Lads? Yeah. It was, it was the Yule Lads, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... And they're essentially the spirits of children that come down from the mountains every midwinter to cause mischief. Yeah. Their mom is... What's their mom's name? You know this. Oh, Gryla. Gryla, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and But but Gryla is a dangerous witch. Gryla. Right, right, right. And uh, essentially what she does is she adds orphans to her ranks. And um, essentially it's like a weird... Gryla is actually an interesting character. I would actually be interested to see like a side story on Gryla from like the backstory that they give her. Um, anyway, they 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 do find Letitia. So they come up with a idea here, a plan that they're going to hide um, Letitia. So Sabrina actually does that and stays with them. Gryla comes in and they're looking for an exchange here. The Spellmans want these, these blasted children to, st- to just get out of their house. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, do you have any gin? And I'm like, wow, that's actually a pretty fair trade. If you really think <laughs> like a little bit of alcohol for these little like pesky kids to stop haunting this house. And they almost get away for it too. If it wasn't for, uh, Letitia having to cry. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get, we'll get into what happens after that. But, uh, Gryla figures out here essentially that there is a baby there, and Gryla believes that she has a bigger claim to that baby than 
Zelda, Zelda does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Diana actually appears just randomly enough. Yeah. Which I thought that this was kind of an interesting way for her to appear because it didn't seem like there was a rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. There's no reason for it. She just appears. She just, she's just there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe Diana now is like a subconscious of Sabrina and can now just come yeah. to Sabrina whenever. Or if it's just limited to solstice time, which is possible from the seance. Right. I think it's limited because it could be. she does disappear after that. I, I would I would she think it's does I, I think limited, she passed but... over. I think that's why. Yeah. Um we'll get into that though. Anyway, they come up with this this really gruesome to me, anyway. This this gruesome challenge of who gets this kid mm-hmm. thanks to Diana. It's <laughs> like who can tug the baby like and, and get them over on their side. And Zelda's yeah, just Zelda, like... Zelda's like, I'm not yeah. going to break the baby's arm off. It's, well, it's, it's weird. It's like the biblical uh, King Solomon. Remember, there was a baby and two mothers who were fighting over the baby. I think it's like... In, I believe the witch's notes may touch on it a little mm-hmm. bit too. But the, the, like King Solomon's like, well, cut the baby in half and you could take it. And the one mother's like, great, I'll do it. And so... Um, she goes for it. He's like, no, stop. The baby belongs to the other person because they don't want to cut the baby in half. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Zelda doesn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? I, okay. I got it. Yeah. yeah. Zelda doesn't do it, but you find out actually that uh, Sabrina and Diana actually tricked her. Um, and the, the baby is actually still there, mm-hmm. um, which which was interesting. And Yeah, she gives her like a... Like a... What does she get her? Like a it's, stuff, it's, stuff a, it's a teddy bear. Teddy. It's Ambrose's teddy bear that yeah. she is enchanted to look like yeah. a kid. Yeah, why does Ambrose have that teddy bear? I don't, I don't know. know. He Good loves question. teddy bears. <laughs> but I, I think Zelda was about to get something really like big off her chest. Because she was like, oh, thank you so much, Diana. And Diana's gone. Yeah. So I feel like she she was going to get something really big off her chest. And yeah. I, I feel like we missed that moment. Right. But that might mean Diana might just be like, not necessarily yet on that wave train where she's ready to cross over or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think she's still there, like, observing uh, yeah. different things. Um, anyway, Ross comes in, tells Sabrina that Susie is gone. Yeah. Uh, Hilda says that um, Bartel is a Yule demon. And Zelda suggests... Um, um, Grila, just because uh, Bartel hurts children, and Grila would not be a fan of that mm-hmm. because that's her whole um, premise: is she uh, she loves kids. Yeah. So Sabrina's like, "Well, why on earth would she help us when we just did that?" Yeah. And Zelda's like, "Well, some things are just bigger, yeah, than than that for for her." Um, so Bartel's big plan and what he's done before is to turn Susie into beautiful wax figures. Yeah. Like he's done with some of the other kids. Um, and then we, we, we hear the children laughing and we immediately know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I wonder if this, this if, is this thing like powerful or is it like crap? And sure enough, you find out like it's crap. Like these kids are like, like that's it. Then you just see her appear and you're like, okay, yeah, buddy, you're done. Yeah, I know. She's just like to Susie. She's like, "Do you have anybody?" And she's like, "Well, I guess my, my dad. dad." 
And she's like, all right, leave. You you definitely don't want to see what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that I, I liked. Um, then we have a scene with Zelda. She's finally make, made her decision with um, Letitia. She's going to take her to Zelda, yeah. who we've already met in our last episode that we did <laughs> in episode 7, even though we're doing episode 11. Now. Right. But we've met Desmelda. Um, yeah, Desmelda who like Sloth. Right. Yes, Sloth. <laughs> so Diana appears and Sabrina asks her what her unfinished business is. And Diana says she was afraid she um, that Sabrina wasn't going to be loved and protected. But after everything that happened today, she knows that she is and she has mothers that love her. Uh, Sabrina asks what to do with Harvey, and she says not to lead anyone down the the path of the night. Yeah. Like she would never, she wouldn't do that. Um, so that's kind of like a big thing here. And Kieran Shipka, I think, knocks it out of the park in the scene, uh, which I don't say enough good things about her, but right. she's great in this. Yeah. Um, and then we get to Christmas Eve. Yes. And this is the big one. <laughs> Harvey immediately knows that Sabrina did something with the eggnog. And he's he's seems like he's kind of thankful that she did it. Yeah. But I guess that's my observation. He seems mm-hmm. like he's he's a little thankful he's that she thankful, did it. But he doesn't feel but like he doesn't can trust her. Yeah, but and he flat out says, "Please never use this this on me again, or yeah. anybody that I know, yeah. or even in my presence." But I think he he's thankful. Yeah. Because the yeah. the father just like he even says, he, like, "Yeah, he just dumped all of his alcohol down the drain." Mm-hmm. Like just. That was it. Yeah. So I think he was a little bit... Um, He's thankful. He's thankful, thankful but he but knows he can't trust her. He, yeah, he doesn't trust her, and he doesn't want her to do that around him. Again, yeah. Um, and he essentially gives her back her gift, mm-hmm. which is like a little... I don't know. I was like, oh, I mean, that's kind of petty, but I could see with him having to kill Tommy what that would probably do, and I, I guess I can't imagine something like that, so I, I, I could see that. Yeah. I could see. Um, so the way that the episode ends, the Spellmans are all by the fireside, and Ambrose finishes his annual reading of A Christmas Carol. And what the hell was the last part of that? Was that like the three demon wise men? I do not know. I is um, that maybe the next season? Like, like they looked like like a, I could have sworn that there was the three King ghosts, Balthazar, or something that walked out of the cave. Right. Um. Yeah, no, he's talking about the three ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they all come at the bell, like the the ring of a bell. Yeah. And the l- episode literally shows these three people coming, these three robed creatures. You can't yeah. even see their faces. They almost look like the ring wraiths from, like, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or Dementors-ish, <laughs> right? And they look like they have crowns. Like, three wise men. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But, um, they're coming out of the Church of Night, and they're walking, and then we hear where the bell tolls. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're ghosts or demons, mm-hmm. but something is up, and maybe they're, like, the big threat From in the season next... two. They I, could be. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... And other than that, that's like the big finish. But I have no idea who they can be. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. like. A, it's Do you have any suspicions? Like, who do you think? 
that yeah, can be. Right. It's just like a big cliffhanger. Like you just you don't you don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, you nailed it. <laughs> did you see Ross's notes, by the way, for this episode? I, I did not. Something tells me I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking, there's no no. <laughs> so, just for the viewership out here, I'm holding in my hand right now two pages. One is front and back of nothing. Like, there's no writing on it at all. The second one has a back with nothing on it. And, then, and the top page just says Sabrina Chapter 11 Christmas Special. And that's it. That's all his notes. So, Russ, are, you essentially have no notes for this. Yeah, this one I have no notes for. Yeah, because I, I was like... I, I was like, oh, I'm curious, like, because Ross, Ross wasn't really inter, interjecting too much. Ross, did eh? you watch this Christmas special? I watched it, yeah, but I just don't know enough. <laughs> I was like, you know, it's funny, Ross hasn't said much or, like, any, like, observations about this episode. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, here, let me see your notes really quick. I, I, and I look at them, and it was so hard not to laugh. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. EJ does have some Easter eggs. Guys, so let's talk about these Easter eggs. Um, so right in the opening credits, like I said, we get to see the comic book version of Aunt Zelda and Aunt Hilda. We've seen Sabrina already. Um, Hilda mentions the classic holiday films. It's a Wonderful Life starring Jimmy Stewart. Mm-hmm. Great film. It's my favorite movie of all time. Literally, favorite movie. I don't even think it's the best Christmas movie. Yeah, well, I I just, as a film, I can watch, I watch it every year, and I I just love those characters so much. And Donna Reed is, uh, she's just beautiful. Anyways, uh, and then the other movie is Miracle on 34th Street. Have you seen it? I have seen both versions, yes. Santa gets arrested for doing a drive-by shooting. Or what is it for? Do you remember? He's on trial. It's been a while. I don't think it was a drive-by shooting. No, it was not. It was not a drive-by shooting. Oh, my God. Okay. We're getting a little crazy in this episode. So Ambrose mentions he will read a Christmas carol. Now, I'm going to go to Chris to explain what a Christmas carol is. So a Christmas carol is a book written by Charles Dickens that essentially reinvented the meaning of Christmas. Yeah. Um, back in the olden days, Christmas was not really highly celebrated mm-hmm. in the time. Yeah. Um, but he wrote, he took a lot of chances in writing the book. And to me, I believe that this is the best Christmas story that has ever been created, mm-hmm. other than, like, if, if you believe Bible. Um, but modern, what, modernly, yeah. there's no greater Christmas story, and it follows this old man who um, is Ebenezer Scrooge and he's a very um, thrifty businessman very stiff with his money it's very mean and he is essentially visited by three ghosts Mm -hmm. and they are to try to save his life actually technically four ghosts um, and they're going to try to save his soul so he gets visited by his old business partner Jacob Marley Jacob Marley yes um, then the he gets of present Christmas, Christmas past, past, and they the show him like everything that what he was and um, how much he loved his, how much he loved his sister and 
Um, his sister essentially died giving birth, which is why he doesn't really like his um, nephew so much. But it's the same reason that his father didn't like him. So, yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of uh, things here. And then, of course, the Ghost of Christmas Future. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for a good Christmas carol, then I would definitely say it is the one by um, with Alistair Sim. Or Reginald Owen. Those ones are good, too. But what I think years Alistair did those Sim. come out? Uh, 1950s was Alistair Sim, and I think 1930s was Reginald Owen. Oh, great. One now, now the reason that I went to Chris for this, because Christmas Carol is like one of his favorite stories. One oh. year I watched 39 separate versions of it. That's wow. a lot of... Not even joking. 39 separate. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I'm going to say something that might be offensive in the house. Patrick Stewart's version sucks. What? Yeah, so it's not that good at all. He's probably one of the worst Scrooges I've ever seen. He's terrible. What? Make it so... I, I, like, I like the animated version with oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. That's okay, so that's definitely was on one of the, my bottom lists. <laughs> it, it, my favorite version is the Muppet one. The Muppet one's good. Right, with Kermit the Frog. Yeah, I like Kermit the Muppets. The Frog. Anyways, so we get mention of the Grinch, who is this great character. Chris, you want to talk about the Grinch now? Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> it's voiced by Boris Karloff. It's a Christmas animation. Who's it by? Who wrote the story? Dr. Seuss. Perfect. Great. Nailed it. Okay. So, then we is have a... Right? Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, similar plot. You had to think about it. To the old horror film, House of Wax, um, there was one with Vincent Price, and then it was remade in the 2000s. Yeah, I was, <laughs> right. was going right. to say Paris Hilton, yeah. And Jared Padalecki. And Jared Padalecki. He's in it, and uh, Alicia Cuthbert, and uh, Chad, Chad Michael Murray. Murray. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chad, Chad Michael Murray. Right. One Tree Hill. Now, Ross is, a, Creek. Ross is a huge fan of One Tree Hill. And Dawson's uh, Creek. And Dawson's Creek. Yeah, don't forget that. Right, that's yeah, my favorite of all time. Him and Joey were like, yeah, like he wanted to be a thing with Joey. Yeah, that's right. So, anyways, um, the in the horror film, we have this artist who starts to use people and coats them with wax to create a living wax figure. Yeah. So it's very much like the demon Bartel in this. Yeah. Um, there's a, an an homage to Gremlins in this, uh, when Ambrose is visited by the children. Uh, the Yule Lads, yeah. Um, in the morgue, it plays the song, Do You Hear What I Hear? Which, in the film Gremlins, the mother, when she's attacked mm. by the Gremlins for the first time, that song is playing. Um, so I I did, I did, think it's definitely a reference to that, because it's very similar. And then also, Leviathan is... Um, Ambrose is talking to his little... I think it's one of his familiars or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, don't worry, Leviathan. Um, it's actually a creature that was created by H.P. Lovecraft. And I believe, if you want to check it out, I think it's in the new Aquaman movie. Um, <laughs> so, so, then, so then, if you want to work on your Sabrina soundtrack, we have Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> Home for the Holidays by Perry Como. Hark the Herald Angel Sings You'd be laughing by Jeffrey right Gascoigne. Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives. And Magic is the Moonlight by Who's This, Chris? 
George Clooney? Rosemary Clooney. No. Idiot! <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> Rosemary you idiot. Clooney. All I saw was Clooney. <laughs> yeah. But Rosemary Clooney, of course, uh, that's a great song. Um, but she was in the movie White Christmas. <laughs> Now, Chris, do you would you like to read the witch's notes? Oh, that that's your job. Oh, you want me to? Yeah. Or should we have Ross do it? Well, well I'll do well, it. There you know, not let's, be any let's, Latin in let's, there. Let's, let's, let's have Ross read the witch's okay, notes. Okay, go ahead, bud. All right, witch's notes. Winter solstice is the shortest day, longest night of the year in Celtic pagan tradition. It is celebrated as the triumph of the old king over the holy king, and old king will rule until midsummer. Christmas Eve is referred to as Mother's Night by uh, Anglo-Saxon uh, pagans. In Norse traditions, it is called Jule, pronounced Yule, and where we get the tradition of the Yule Log. Uh, the Yule Log, a common practice in many parts of Europe, but the origin is unclear. Some say burning a Yule Log is a way to welcome back the warmth of the sun. Others suggest as a type of sac- sacrificial bonfire. Uh, folk tradition says the piece, that a piece from last year's Yule fire should light the new. The saved piece would also protect the home from lighting strike, lightning strikes during the year, so there's a protective element of the, to the fire. Uh, poltergeist, a mischievous spirit able to interact with objects, often violently or prankishly will usually be attracted to young people or teenagers in a room uh dowsing ambrose uses a dowsing device to determine the location of the spirits in the house there is a common method of uh, divination uh gryla uh in icelandic tradition she lives in the mountains of iceland she is mentioned in the Pros Edda along with the Yule Lads. Uh, she can see if children are misbehaving all year long. And I wear the crown of both St. Lucy or Lus- Lucia, uh, whose name means light, wears a, reach, a wreath of candles on her head. Uh, Saints... A seance. Seance. Sabrina holds a seance to communicate with her mother. Seance is an attempt to communicate with the dead and comes from the French word for session. A Christmas carol. It is used to it is used to be it used to be tradition to tell ghost stories at Christmas. PS this year's winter solstice is on a full moon and there will be a meteor shower. Tonight. Tonight. Yes. Which is Tonight. awesome. Ross, great job. You didn't yeah. have any Latin to worry about. No, yeah, you didn't. But it was a it's just us. But it was a struggle to read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it. Long story short, I think we should break our tradition when we say time to fly. We should say happy solstice instead. For this episode, yeah. Yeah. It should be like what our do you think for thing. every episode? No, just for this one, clearly. Alright, clearly. Clearly, that's what Ross <laughs> <just> said. <laughs> clearly. Only for this one. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. so, guys, thank you so much. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter, at yeah. Chilling Coven. Hit us up if you have any questions, theories on who those three guys are, because we don't know. Um, 
you could also, if you have any questions for Ross and like how he's doing in life, <laughs> also how he's doing and reading the witch's notes. Right. Uh, if you have any notes that you want to give him, uh, yeah. And, and, kind of... and if you're wondering why I had no notes for this, right? Because there was nothing funny that happened, so I have nothing to to, to write about. So just because okay. there was nothing funny, I mean, there was absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, you could contribute in other ways. Yeah, no, I know, I know. No, I just, no, I just, just said, yeah. if there's nothing funny, I have nothing but, to write. Like, that, that, that's my script. That's my script. Most importantly here, uh, because this is before a lot of the festivities and the holiday season, yeah. I think it's important for us to say to everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, yeah. and... Most importantly, have a happy solstice to every single person listening. And have a happy solstice. Anybody that has listened to us in the past or hopefully in the future. Yeah. Correcto mundo. And, guys, if you want to hit up Chris, you could check him out at Mark Bros WWE. Can't, which I'm never on. Your, be- <laughs> your best bet, honestly, just to check me out on the Chilling Coven. Yeah, check, yeah. check on the Chilling Coven. He posts every day, so check him on that. Right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, no, guys, give us a follow. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes, because we we appreciate it it so much. Um, And if we get enough, we'll definitely read them online, uh, on air here. On air, And uh, and you could hear your review, even if it's good or bad. We don't care. Yeah, we'll give it to We'll read it. Yeah. But But, with that being said, Chris, what do you want to say? I think it's time we all say it. Ready? Happy Happy Solstice. Solstice!